morning. Mike Munden. I am the children's minister here at First Southern, and which is a role that I'm very thankful that I get to serve in. It is a blessing for me. Uh, today we bring our VBS weekend to a close, sadly. It's been a, a very fun weekend, uh, full of excitement, especially in these videos that we've been able to watch. Uh, Landon and his friends um, trusting in the Lord and figuring out uh, what that looks like and being challenged in that. And uh, as you saw in this last video here, um, showing that, that Landon comes to that point where he says, all right, God, uh, it's up to you and I'm okay with that. And so it has been a wonderful weekend. The theme this year has been the Galactic Starveyors, and it's all about discovering God, the God of the universe, looking out at the invisible and discovering, uh, sorry, looking at the visible and discovering the invisible. Uh, we've been drawing on that theme this whole weekend for the kids. Each session weaved its way through the overarching story of the Bible. We went through creation, fall, the uh, rescue, reconciliation, and then the continuation, that relationship that continues now. As we had fun pretending to be starveyors, they used these telescopes to explore skies that were made by God. The children discovered uh, that God who created everything there is, the knowable, the unknowable, the visible and the invisible, wants a personal relationship with them. Our theme was based upon Colossians 1, 15 through 16. So if you would, would you grab your Bibles and let's uh, read that together. It's going to be our main text for today. I invite you to, as you find that, please stand for the reading of God's Word. We just do that here as a a way to honor the Lord uh, and His Scripture that He's given to us. All right, Colossians 1, 15 through 16. It says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you that um, it shows us you, it draws us near to you. Uh, Bless this time, bless the preaching of your word, Lord, as we um, examine and explore what it means to be Christian, what our purpose here is. Um, We thank you. May you be honored. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. So have you ever spent time figuring out the purpose of something? I have. And honestly, uh, if you ask my wife, it is something I really enjoy doing. It's kind of a hobby of mine. If I don't know how, what something's for or how it works, I will take time to research it um, and dig deeper to see what it's, what it is. So I'm going to share a couple of these with you. So have you ever noticed that most ballpoint pens have a hole on the top? You might have not cared to notice that, but I have. And and I wanted to know why. I just just was curious. And so they actually have a hole on top. Uh, Some people believe it's for not letting it dry out or um, air pressure for putting the cap back on so it can go back in there. But it actually just turns out that it's for children. If they swallow it, they they won't choke. It's less likely that they'll choke, right? Or how about tiny, the extra pocket? You know, the little pocket right here? What's that for? I always thought it was for my change. But really, it's, uh, it's made to keep a pocket watch in. When the jeans were first invented, they used pocket watches then. That's where they would put it. That was the purpose of that pocket. And for you ladies, how about a bobby pin? 
You might know this. I didn't know this. But a smooth uh, bobby pin, for you guys that don't know, has a smooth side and a bumpy side. Well, the bumpy side is supposed to uh, be against your head to keep the bobby pin in place. Okay, so now you can't leave without thinking or without saying you learned something, right? While these facts are somewhat useless, I understand that, uh, I share them with you to make a point. If we don't understand the purpose of something, then we won't know how to use it the way it was intended to be used. It's just like us. If we don't understand our purpose in our life, then we won't know what we're supposed to do. It's the same question that humanity has been trying to answer for hundreds of years and millennials today, right? What is my purpose? And in our text, we hear Paul declare to the early church how Jesus is the image of God, the firstborn of all things, and create everything for himself. So knowing that not only all creation, including the vast universe, was created by and for Jesus, but that he also sighed good to create you for himself is a wonderful realization. And considering this, you, might, you must ask, if I was created by and for Jesus, then what is my purpose? Right? And so for the answer to this important question, what more important place to turn than to the Bible? The Bible makes it clear that God created man and that he created him for his glory. So one text that shows that man was created for God's glory is found in Isaiah 43, 7, where God says, Everyone who called by, is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Therefore, the ultimate purpose of man, according to the Bible, is simply to glorify God. The harder question to answer, perhaps, is what does it look like to glorify God? So we turn to Psalm 102-3 and we get a glimpse of that. We're told to worship God with gladness. And know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his people. The sheep of his pastor. So part of what it looks like to glorify God is to acknowledge who God is. Our creator, for starters, right? And to praise and to worship him as such. We fulfill, we fulfill our purpose of glorifying God also by living our lives in right relationship and faithful service to him. Since God created man in his image, man's purpose cannot be fulfilled apart from him. Since God created, I'm sorry, King Solomon tried living for his own pleasure. Yet at the end of his life, he concluded that the only worthwhile life is one of honor and obedience to God. You see, in our fallen state, our sin nature, the sin separates us from God and it makes it impossible to glorify Him on our own. But, thankfully, through Jesus Christ's sacrifice, our relationship with God is reconciled. Right? Our sin is forgiven and no longer creates this barrier between us and God. And interestingly, we are able to glorify God because He gave us glory first. Read that from David in the Psalms. 8, 4 through 6. He says, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. See, this verse reveals another purpose that God has given us. A dominion over the earth. 
And again, though, this can only be properly fulfilled through a right relationship with God. We have to remember that. So what does that proper relationship with God look like? Well, if you're familiar with it, the Westminster Shorter Catechism summarizes that the chief end of man, the purpose of man, is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. A well-known pastor and author has suggested that this would be more correct as to glorify God by enjoying Him forever. And as a Christian, we are called to marvel at God's creation. It is beautiful, but we must go further than mere marveling if we want to glorify God. Creation is meant as a proof of His existence and to put on full display of His glory. And it leaves us with no excuse but to surrender our lives to Him, to commit to glorifying Him by enjoying Him forever. This is extremely clear when Paul writes in Romans 1.20, For His invisible attributes, namely His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. So we are, right? So we are without excuse. The more we get to know our Creator, the more we love Him. The better we understand who we are and what our purpose is. We were created to bring Him glory. God has this unique plans and purposes for each of us. I promise you that. And you can rest assured that whatever those plans look like, they will ultimately result in His glory. And as we close today, let us not forget that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, seen and unseen, sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, to die on the cross for our sins. He didn't have to do this, but he brought him, but it brought him joy to do so. Then this is the awe-inspiring mystery of the God-man Jesus. He who threw out the stars with his hands also had nails driven through them to reconcile us who were once alienated, hostile, and evil. And if we were to back up in our text in Colossians, just two verses from 13 to 14, we see that God has made a way through Christ alone for the forgiveness of our sins. Verses 13 through 14 say, He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The life of sin and rejection of Jesus are the dominion of darkness. But praise be to God that He didn't leave us there, that He made a way for redemption and for forgiveness of our sins. He sent His only begotten Son, Jesus, to do what we couldn't do, what you couldn't do, to stand in your place. And it is only through faith in Jesus that you can be saved. And it is only through enjoying what God has done for us that we may truly fulfill our purpose to glorify God forever. So I challenge you today, for this week, to take a walk in the evening while the stars are shining. For each of you, pause and praise God as creator for a moment and, thin, and then thank Him for one aspect of your life. As you do this, also ask Him to show you areas of your life that you are struggling to glorify Him in. You should be asking, how am I glorifying you in different aspects of my life? In my home, with my family, my kids, at work, or at school, in my leisure time, 
Where are areas that I need to readjust and focus to bring you glory? These might be areas where you need to speak up and share the gospel. These are areas where you need to change your actions and live like a Christian for those around you to see that. But begin to start thinking through that and asking him to show you that. Begin to take this inventory and pray for God to assist you in glorifying him through your thoughts, actions, and words in these areas. And I promise you, as you begin to have a greater understanding of your purpose, which is to glorify God by enjoying him forever, you will experience a greater awe in Jesus and a deepening for relation, of relationship with him.